It's finally here. It is finally here. I can talk about it. The Vittoria Maza. So, this podcast is the continuation of the tire podcast I do with Ken Avery. And in this, you're going to hear Ken talk about the development of this new tire, the Vittoria Maza. After that, I'm going to give my review of it. I've been riding it for about a month now. And it's really good. That's the spoiler. But what's great for you guys is you can get 20% off anything on Vittoria's website using the code OKMTB20 and they'll track that and we're actually going to get the podcast is actually going to get 10% of any sales using that code and we are going to donate all of the money we get to Missouri NICA program. So listen to the pod, get excited about this tire, get on Vittoria's website, vittoria.com, use code mtb20 get 20 percent off they're really not that expensive for a new tire anyway and uh get yourself some fresh sneakers for your bike all right here's ken let's talk about the maza sure which i you know things get leaked but when i saw yeah. that so the maza uh when this comes out it'll be june Oh, he's showing me the tread pattern on Skype, folks. He's showing me a cut of the tire. Uh, In May, I saw a picture of an imminent onset MT. And I don't know if if the deal is with imminent, that that's just what they're specking their bikes with out of the box. But I saw this tire on there. I'm like, well, that looks pretty aggressive. And then I saw the name on the side. I'm like, he hinted at something on the Single Tracks podcast. I bet that's it. So yep. I'm assuming I'm right, right? Yeah. So uh, if it's before June 15th and you're listening to this, change the channel. <laughs> but assuming that I promise it's June I will 15th, not let that happen. <laughs> no, dude, I know. Um, no, it's all good. So yeah, no, uh, the Maza. So this is a um, evolution of everything I've learned over the last 20 years. I think that's really a great way to say it. And you know. Um, it's a hundred percent Victoria DNA, but it's also, um, you know, lessons from elsewhere and, and just things that people have asked us for. And, um, you know, we put it all together with our technology our casing technology our compound technology, but here's the deal. Um, we've really upped it. We've added a lot of things that haven't been done. Um, and, um, you know, in doing that, we've kind of taken lessons that, other companies have learned as well as our own lessons and put everything in one package that is really a, a, a great, you know, mixed terrain, um, kind of an all conditions, super aggressive tire, still rolls fast, still wears well. Eminent was, uh, they're just one of uh, a number of different OEM manufacturers who are specking this tire. Um, and uh, they were supposed to launch that bike at Sea Otter and we were supposed to launch the Maza at Sea Otter and uh what happened was um covid so uh seattle got pushed back and uh you know eminent had a bunch of bikes sitting there built and they needed to sell them so i don't blame them um but basically um for many people it was the first time that they saw the maza outside of uh, a leak or two jeff lanowski did a video um and in mtbr forums Somebody took a clip of that video and zoomed in on the tread 
and uh, they could see the the Mazda tread, uh, and they could actually even see the hot patch in the video, which was crazy. We didn't think people were going to be that excited about it to go to that extent. So, um, but hey, it happened, and here we are. All right, so I'm just going to go right into the obvious questions mm -hmm. because when people see it from a distance now you held up the thing if you actually look at it closely even remotely closely you're going to see some major major differences mm -hmm. but from a distance a first glance people are going to say oh looks like a dhf mm -hmm. uh, that's just the way it is so go ahead and and you know I hate for you to have to compare it directly to DHF, but there are some key differences and things this tire has that are unique. And then the question I'm going to have after that, I'll just tell you now is how much am I going to feel that cornering channel void or <laughs> have steps yeah, been sure. made to, uh, to make someone like me give that style of tire another chance because I'm willing, I'm pretty sure I'm willing. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. So um, it has, four different tread block shapes. It has a defined center tread, it has a defined side tread. Um, you know, it has some pretty aggressive siping in the center. Um, there's been a lot of tires that have really like carbon copied the Minion in that way. Um, and um, this really, the goal of this was to conquer the terrain that a Minion works well in, but do everything better, which is to say, it grabs rocks and roots better, it wears longer, it rolls faster. Um, and so to do that, we had to design around some parameters, but obviously some of the traits are gonna be similar as a result. Um, this is definitely something that's an evolution. Um, you know, the thing that uh, I always feel for some other companies who have copied that tire that um, they haven't brought anything substantially new to the table. They basically just made a Me Too product um, instead of saying, okay, like we took something that was really an industry standard, like say, you know, a derailleur and then adding Shadow Plus, you know, or something like that. Okay, well, the derailleur looks the same, but it works differently. You know what I mean? Um, and um, you, there's also another million examples that I could, telescoping forks. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I commend, you know, the guys at Trust for making that linkage fork, but um, you know, there's a reason that a lot of the, a lot of the people, you know, they use a telescoping fork, and and um, it's something that has worked over time. And and you know, you could say the same thing about motor moto tires. A lot of moto tires are square block, and and um, you know, it's hard to tell the difference between them. So, um, and lastly, having had a hand in the minion, um, you know, you could just say it's my design style. I don't know. I mean, you could, you could say a lot of different things about why things look a certain way. Um, I mean, my daughter kind of looks like me too. I don't know, but you know, it's, it's just kind of, there's a million different ways to skin this, but at the end of the day, it works and yeah. you know, it's popular. And, um, now how did we improve it really? Is, That's what is, I was going to say as well, minion or no minion, let's talk about just some of the things that make this unique sort of in the tire world and some of the Vittoria kin specific touches that have been sure. uh, added to it. Yeah, man. So the first thing is um, progressive sipe width, you know, um, again, you know, we, 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 we covered this in the last podcast, but really what you want to do with progressive sipe width is 
create a really gummy inside effective edge on the side knob. Um, and historically, particularly if you compare it to a Minion, um, you know, it doesn't have that. Um, there's an L-shaped knob on that tire that doesn't have any siping in it. And then there's one sipe in the other outer side knob and that's it. This actually puts all of that Martello technology that we talked about before and even everything you like about the Agaro uh, into this tire. Um, and, um, and then, you know, one of the things that you can see uh, on this tread too is that one of the sipes on every other actually goes full all the way through it. So there's a full sipe and on either side of that full sipe, there's two captured sipes. So it really is really, really gummy in that way. Um, but because all of those are in the direction of rolling, um, you don't have any sort of like aggravated wear in terms of like braking or things like that. It, it wears like a normal tire would from the surface to the to the casing. Um, another thing you're going to see, um, which uh, you picked up on the Agaro before, is the staircase uh, in the right. leading edge. Yeah. Of, no, uh, no ramps. Well, I mean, I guess the knob behind that is very, very slightly right. ramped. But it's not extreme at all. Uh, it's this almost... is not, yeah, you, you, and great for picking that up. Amazing. This is not just a front tire. This is meant to be run front and rear. Um, and so, you know, cornering traction matters in the back too. So, you know, I mean, you want to make sure that you have a tire that hooks up in front and in back in the corners. Um, and um, at the same time, you want to be able to climb on it. So by taking out that ramp, um, and putting in that staircase uh, at speed, it rolls like a ramp, but at low speed, technical high torque kind of maneuvers, um, it grips like an effective edge should, which is to say you have square edges on it. Um, another thing you're going to notice is the site, uh, the trademark kind of big site in the middle there is captured. It doesn't go all the way to the front edge and that helps the tire roll faster. Um, it also helps it uh, wear slower. So it, you're going to get a lot more useful life out of it, um, but you still have a very pronounced center sipe for mid-lean angles, which helps get uh, around that weird, vague, middle ground thing that you've uh, described in the last podcast. So I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Mid-lean angles. Um, that's my jam. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of that comes from, I think it comes from like motocross background, where sometimes you're a little off camber, sure. you're standing up and you're really you really, you don't have a rut yet. Um, but you're not in a full blown, you know, cornering situation. You're just kind of coming into a corner where you're trying to walk that tightrope, And, uh, that's where I, I don't like having to ride either up or cranked over. So I'm, I, I'm glad to hear that there's something in there that's, yeah, I mean, basically there to combat like this, it's it's made so that um, you you still have the advantages of that really pronounced effective side channel, um, but I mean you definitely still have like a very pronounced side channel. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, mm. you don't have as much vagueness because of that progressive side with feel. So um, uh, it's not as abrupt like on off. Um, it definitely ramps up. So intended use. Let's. Um... Let's do a little hypothetical because it's not so hypothetical because I'm probably going to be faced with this choice myself. Because um, right now I'm I'm thinking about that. Okay, that tire's coming in June, and tires aren't super cheap. Mm -hmm. But I want I also think that Martello really looks like something I would enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I guess intended use, intended terrain, 
why would I pick, let's say, the the new Mazda over the Martello or vice versa? Sure. I don't think the Martello. I don't. I'm, I'm assuming correctly. The intention's not that that's you know going bye bye. That's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. No. Yeah. If you're um so. The Mazda is designed to grip on a, a wide range of terrain, but it's also designed to to dig down in a bit deeper into the terrain, like loamy terrain, you know, like sloppy kind of wet terrain, things like that. Where the Martello is much more um, hard pack into mid, um, it's it's quite versatile. Uh, it does have enough spacing, but at the same time, like if you're gonna ride, say, if you're in Moab, right, and you're mm-hmm. riding on like rock slabs. Martello is actually going to be a really good choice for that because you have like, those big square blocks um, and you have a lot of surface area and a lot of that siping at the surface. Um, whereas the Mazda is going to be a, a bit better in like, say, loose or loamy stuff, Pacific Northwest, New England, um, anywhere where you're finding, you know, just really kind of like sloppy terrain. Um, and a lot of people are running. In fact, I think Eminent is specking it this way, where you have a Mazda in the front and a Martello in back. Um, and a lot of people are doing it that way. Um, and that's actually become quite popular as well, particularly yeah, was, if you need enduro casing. Yeah. I was thinking about maybe that route, uh, might be the way to go. Um, like two, three, five Martello in the back, two, four in the front. I might, I might think about giving two, six, a, a whirl, but I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to climbing. So if, if I can save, I, I feel like the advantage of me saving a little rotational weight probably outweighs the that extra couple millimeter width advantage mm-hmm. i could be wrong i really don't know um, the, i will say that the Mazda is super capable so if you're used to like a regular kind of profile tire um you could definitely get away with a two four in front um and it's not it's not like you're even getting away with it i mean it's what i prefer honestly um you know if i'm running if i were to like uh if i were to race enduro if i were to go to a bike park i probably would throw a two six in front um and just have like a bit more cushion and much more footprint but um for general use i mean i run i run the two four in front um and then i you know i run either this in back or agaro in back um, I say if, if two four is good enough for Sam Hill, it's probably more than good enough for me. That's, yeah, you know, <laughs> that seems yeah, to be his go-to. Aluminum rims and all, yeah, I totally, I like it. Well, and for our local people here in St. Louis, um, we ride the the bike park that we're building. That's going to have shuttles and 600 feet of vert and some, I'm assuming, really crazy black diamonds. Uh, we'll be on a lot of granite slabs, actually. So yeah. it's going to be hard loose over hard with a lot of rock slabs so you know maybe martello at least for sure for the rear uh will be good but if there's enough loose on top we might want that up front with the mazda to dig through that and get down to the base um you know the, the st louis trails are kind of gravelly in places it's yeah the how, other thing to consider with rock slabs too man is that like you know um if you are hitting the edge of a rock slab um, you know, you're going to want some protection and a tire like the Martello that has less open voids is, is, mm. uh, something that offers much more protection. So, um, gotcha. that's, you know, it's, if you're like manual and into something and you're not worried about the front as much, um, and you just want the cornering bite on the front, that's the reason that I think Eminent spec'd it that way. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we are way past how much time I told you this was going to oh, take, but I so appreciate it. I'm very grateful that that you did this. And um, any closing thoughts for the second time here regarding the Mazda and, you know, 
where to get yes. it and the uh, the idea here is is just uh, an evolutionary thing. Um, the Mazda is going to sit between the Martello and the Moda in our Enduro line, um, and uh, it's available. If you're listening to this on June 15th or after, then it's available right now. Uh, go to your local dealer, ask them to bring it in, um, and if uh, you can't find it at your local dealer, definitely check out Victoria.com. We'll be uh, doing a lot of promotion around the launch. We have a an athlete ambassador testimonial video they've made. Um, I do a, a technical video that you'll see as well on the media kit. Um, and uh, more than anything, just give us a shot. I think you'll have a lot of fun. Um, and, um, you know, I think you'll be surprised. So um, anyway, that's about it. Go Reg Bike. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it so much. No worries. All right. So you heard all about it. The question is, does it live up to the hype? that Ken was putting. And also, I apologize if I sound like I'm trying to be really mellow and chill right now. I want to get all hyper about this, but the truth is right now I'm recording in a bedroom next to my sleeping twin babies, so I can't really let myself, uh, can't let the emotion go, or I might wake them up, and then I would be in major trouble, and then I might not get to ride as much as I want to because I'm in so much trouble. But anyway... So I have been um, on the Mazas pretty much right after Ken and I recorded the podcast. He sent me a set of two fours, uh, both in just the trail casing, the lightweight casing, and I ran them front and rear. And I will say they're, they are really good. So let's talk about the strengths and uh, where I went. So the first thing I noticed, even riding around on pavement, is... For a tire that's every bit as aggressive as pretty much any downhill tire you find, um, the only other tire I can think of that I've seen that I'm like, that's maybe more aggressive would be something that's like a true mud spike or like the, the Asagi, Asagai, whatever, Maxxis tire. Um, that one looks a little more burly just because the knobs... Uh, that center knobs are so big, but I mean, this is every bit as aggressive as DHF, every bit as aggressive as the, uh, you know, specialized butcher vigilante verdicts. It's right there with them. when you just take a glance at it, I also noticed that for two, four tires, they're, they're quite voluminous. Um, look to me to be every bit as wide and kind of have the volume of, a Maxxis 2.5 or a WTB 2.5. Um, they, they definitely, for two fours, certainly looked bigger than the 2.4 WTB Trail Boss I had. Now, I wonder if that's because the Trail Boss I had the tough casing, and so it wasn't, like, ballooning out as much. Um, but I know that 2.4 on my rear 30-millimeter uh, internal rim it really looked like straight up, whereas these, you get the nice, you know, it looks like how a tire, how you expect a tire to look. So anyway, took these tires out and uh, really put them to the test out at a place called Berryman Trail, which is like a a long cross-country loop. However, the terrain out there, um, you've got some slick, rocky spots to climb up. You've got wet roots to climb up. Um, cause it was wet every time I've been out there lately. 
and then it has a lot of what seemingly this tire is made for and excels at is kind of loose, a little bit gravelly over over a harder, firmer dirt base. And so I went out to Berryman and I did some segments that I've I've done before and segments that I've tried to like set KOMs on or at least have given it 100% efforts before. And I went out and rode um, and I set multiple PRs the first time I rode and I swear to you I was riding a very comfortable pace. I was trying to go fast but I was not sprinting. I wasn't getting into zone 5 heart rate. It was more just like this is fast, but you know, it's really only 80, 85% effort. Get done riding and get home, check the GPS. And I've PR'd these segments. And I really think one, um, the roll, these tires roll so fast for being as aggressive they are. It's kind of crazy. Um, I was setting PRs both up and downhill, but I think the downhill comes from I was looking and trying to feel that void that I say, I, you know, that I felt on the DHF um, because it does have a significant cornering channel. And I'm telling you, I was pushing this tire into, you know, these loose turns. I was leaning fast, leaning slow, just trying to feel if I could feel it kind of have sort of a weird dead zone. And it just wasn't there. So I was looking at the tire closely. It does look like uh, the center knobs that are bigger, the distance from the the closest point from that knob to the to the cornering knob, it's actually not that far. I mean, there's a clear gap, but I think this tire is designed where you still have that edge enough that you're you're already going to be engaging those cornering knobs pretty significantly before you're totally letting go of the center knobs. So. It's no no joke. Like he wasn't making it up. They said they improved on that, and that's absolutely correct. And I was killing these times. I think primarily just in corners in the roll speed. It wasn't my pedaling, that's for sure. Um, it just it just gets right through the gravel and holds instead of this kind of loosey goosey feel uh, that I normally feel when I'm out there. Uh, climbing, you know, I got the trail casings and they're pretty light. I don't know exactly what they are because it's not on the website yet, but I would guess they're in the 900s. Um, they feel really light and I could feel that climbing was no problem. Um, so I want to compare this to, well, I, I want to say the bad though, uh, the bad. So. I did put a hole in it. Um, on the rear, I was riding at a place called called Zombie Trail in St. Louis, and I was truly just pedaling along, seat up, flat section over some some solid rock that's kind of embedded in the dirt, and I didn't even feel it. I just heard, and sure enough, um, you know, there's some considerable open daylight between the tread, and I put a hole. I mean, in between tread dead center top of the tire poked a hole in it uh threw a plug in it sealed right up kept riding not too big of a deal uh to be fair i've poked holes in maxis double down casings 
I've poked holes in, you know, whatever specialized old grid casing or whatever. Um, you know, the only tires I've never put holes in are ones that are like dedicated downhill or enduro tires. Like I had some Michelin wild enduros, never put a hole in those, but, uh, I also, those Michelin Wild Enduros, I never really set many PRs because I think, I think they roll pretty slow. And to be honest with you, I think the traction on these Mazas is every bit on par with the Michelin Wild Enduro front. I think it's right there with it. And it's certainly way more braking traction, um, way more aggressive than the, the Wild Enduro rear has tiny little knobs and even with that I don't think it rolls that fast so they certainly did their homework um the side knobs definitely are gummy that's for sure um you know I've had other people have ridden this tire that I know have gotten back to me and they they're working on playing with air pressure because they're not sure if they're feeling the casing squirm or the knobs squirm a little bit I kind of am wondering if it's the casing because these are 120 TPI tires and another thing I noticed about them is even running my normal tire pressure that you know I checked it with a gauge 28 rear it's they just seem really really supple um, they definitely the trail disappears underneath you a lot more they're very smooth that way and so I'm wondering what they're gonna feel like when I get my hands on the enduro casing that's a bit stiffer. Now, the good news is the actual tread compound should be the exact same regardless of the casing. It's just going to be more protection, um, probably a stiffer casing, but the actual knobbies should maintain. I like that gumminess, that stickiness, because I've been down at, you know, where they're building it in Ironton at Shepherd Mountain. So that terrain's actually going to be a little different than what I thought. I thought that was just going to be either pure rocks all the way down or like very loose chundry rocks like the road is. Um, and honestly, the roads that are there right now that they take Hummers up, you loose over hard doesn't even describe it. Like it really wouldn't matter what kind of tire you're running because the rocks are so big. It's not like you could dig the knob through them to solid ground. However, the trails they're building in the woods is actually some really, really nice dirt. Um, it's going to be, so basically what you're going to be riding there is you're either going to be on nice clay, good dirt with lots of traction, assuming it's not muddy, or you're going to be on rock slabs or hitting, you know, the rock gardens are going to be big enough chunks of rock that it's not gravelly, excuse me, it's not going to be gravelly, it's not going to be loose over hard, it's basically going to be dirt or granite slabs and uh that brings me to i actually got my hands on a martello to put on the rear to go try that because i i wanted to see how that would do in both the loose over hard and on the granite slabs so i put the martello on i went back the very next week seven days later to this place i had set prs i rode the exact same segments Um, And at least in my perception, I rode as close to the exact same amount of effort, you know, that I was perceiving as I did the time before 
set my PRs again, set a KOM on a five-minute run, which I, I've never KO. I don't, you know, five minutes is a long time to be going fast for me. So to set a KOM on something that's almost five minutes is like not my jam. And it kind of surprised me because I was riding the Martello and it is definitely a more hard pack dirt oriented tire. And I did feel like coming into some of these loose corners that it did want to skate just a little bit more um, and not grab quite as instantly. But I guess that it rolls even faster uh, was enough to make up for it. Now these are not steep trails at all. It was very mellow grade downhills. I also set PRs uphill. And I think just the even faster rolling resistance was enough to make up for what I felt like was I just had a little less confidence uh, coming into turns completely off the brakes. But hey, I mean, the clock doesn't lie, right? So I took that combo, Mazza front, uh, Martello rear 3.5 to Shepherd Mountain to do some testing on some of their stuff. And, you know, that's pretty much, there's three trails that are basically equidistant from my home, uh, Shepherd Mountain being one of them, but that's the only one with some true fun downhill. So it's going to become, you know, my home trail. And I think the Martello Mazza combo is going to be the way to go because I still like that Mazza front and the confidence it gives me in the dirt to really push it around the corners uh, as hard as I want. And if there is, you know, just a little bit of marbly loose rock in there, the Mazza knobs are a lot more aggressive. Um, I think they'll dig through that like they do out at Berryman, um, somewhere like Chubb Trail in St. Louis. I think it's going to be a great combination, and I can't wait to get my hands on the more durable casing because... Uh, I'm also going to throw an airliner in there, especially for the rear for sure, because some of the rock gardens are going to be no joke. Um, I suspect we'll see a lot of flat tires out there as the speeds pick up. But I will say, you know, at the very least, the um, the front tire knobs are sticky enough that they save me. Um, <clears throat> at the top of, of the trail they're working on out at Ironton, it's a... The top of it's the beginning of what's going to be a blue and black trail. There's a kind of a step down little jump into a feature where there's kind of a little rock knob and you can kind of jump over a flat section of rock like a tabletop and then you go a little farther and it drops down again. And uh, I've never been the first to jump something on a mountain bike anywhere. And I had this advantage of nobody else has been really allowed to ride it. And there were some of us out there riding. And I'm like, I'm going to triple this whole thing. Well, <laughs> the angle of the rock to land on is kind of off camber angling down to the right. And the way I jumped kind of sets you up where you, you're kind of leaning into the left from the outside. And I landed on that. And upon landing... I was kind of opposite angle to this granite slab that I was landing on. Fortunately, it's not very tall before I was slid down to dirt, but that front tire hit that and I'm at that angle and you just hear this shroud. And I was actually, uh, Kyle from the podcast was right in front of me and he actually looked back because he heard 
the slide and I'd said I was going to triple it and I did it. I'm the first to do it, you know, something in my life, but definitely probably won't be doing it again because, um, if it had been slightly wet, uh, I would have probably been on the ground in a bunch of sharp rocks because there's a little mini rock garden right after it. Anyway, to summarize, I'm a believer in uh, Victoria now. Um, very pleased with what I've got between the Mazda and Martello and I completely have full intentions of, you know, getting when these wear out or I poke holes in them. Um, maybe I won't though. I mean, you never know. They might last even up to abuse. Hard to say, but probably going to get the, uh, the more, uh, you know, protective casing and this is probably going to be my go-to set. So you can make it your go-to set as well by using the discount code OKMTB20 at Vittoria.com and It'll be in the description, uh, so just in case you forget, you know, get on our Facebook page. You can email us at okstmtb at gmail.com if you have any more questions, uh, anything more specific that I didn't cover. But, yeah, that's it for the Victoria Maza. And, uh, again, thanks to Ken for giving me a sneak peek that I can check it out. And send me your questions and if you missed it uh we just dropped a pod earlier uh yesterday when this comes out on how to build a dirt dirt jump bike so be sure and check that out if you can thanks see you guys